Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 11.60 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Jim Bennett, and I'm here with Jill Atwood. And nice to be here. I'm glad to have you here. Everybody here is saying this is old home week for you because you used to work here at KSL. Right? I did. It feels like a lifetime ago. But whenever I come back, I just love it. And I still see some familiar faces. But, you know, a newsroom changes. Yeah. The young reporters move on. People move on. But, yeah, I was here from 2000 to 2004. I had the pleasure of uh, covering the Olympics in 2002, which was huge. Oh, very fun. Highlight of my career. Um, I covered 9-11. I went back to the Trade Center uh, about 10 days. After it happened, I went back. I followed, you actually went to Ground Zero. I actually went to Ground Zero. I followed a group of Utah firefighters who went back for search and rescue efforts. Of course, it quickly became a, a search and recovery effort. Um, and I'll never forget that week and, and some of the oh, images and seeing them coming in and out and, and hearing their stories. But yeah, and then I did radio here for a while till about 07 or so. And then again, yeah, moved on to the VA, had a great opportunity. Moved on to the VA. Well, again, we, we invite people to, to text in on the Utah Community Credit Union text line at 57500 if you have questions about the VA. And we're getting some texts in. We had one comment that says, if you want to talk about getting a tax from marijuana, why don't this stupid state think about getting even more taxes from the lottery? You know, I've thought about that for years. And, you know, because we're always talking about funding for education. Right. That is the big, you know, hot button. Just think if we had a, a lotto, some some scratch tickets. I mean, I don't, I don't know the answer, but other states do it. Well, they do. I, I The best description of lotteries that I've heard is, is, is that it is a tax on people who are bad at math. <laughs> and unfortunately... Very often, it's the most economically vulnerable people who buy lots and lots of lottery tickets and see this as a way out. And mm-hmm. it's not a way out. No, You're not going to win the lottery. You're more likely to be hit by lightning seven times. But imagine if you did. Imagine. Well, every time we drive up to Washington, we always get a lottery ticket and we get excited. And we all talk about what we're going to do with our Powerball winnings. And Yeah. What's that? What's that uh, city right across the line in, in oh, Idaho? Oh, Wendover. No, oh, no, in Idaho. So Wendover, yes, but there's yeah. one right across. Okay, now someone has to text us. Somebody has to text us. See, if you don't know anything, <laughs> 57500, text us in because we don't know all these things. <laughs> well, in terms of funding, there was another thing funded last night in the special session. Uh, former Attorney General John Swallow, uh, the legislature approved a $1.5 million settlement. I heard that to reimburse for to his reimburse attorney fees. For his attorney fees and for all the expenses. Uh, I wonder if Mark Shirtliff is going to be included in some of that. Mm. In 
know, Mark Shirtliff ran against my father back in 2010. Really? Tell me more. Uh, well, you know, it was it was kind of a rough campaign. Mark Shirtliff was, my father had had a difficult time, and Mark Shirtliff was was coming after him, and 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 we uh, we actually hired somebody to to do a grammar request and get all of these documents to tell us what Mark Shirtliff had been doing. And uh, before we actually pursued that any further, Mark Shirtliff dropped out of the race, citing family concerns. But so looking at Mark Shirtliff's career has been something that I've just kind of been following in the background for a while. And when all of this bubbled up, there was a lot of outrage with regard to uh, Shirtliff and the Swallow. And some of the things that were frustrating about that at the time were that what was legal was outrageous. For instance, it was legal at the time for someone under investigation by the Attorney General's office to give a campaign donation to the Attorney General. And, you know, that's that's such an obvious conflict of interest. Obvious. And, uh, and so frustrating. But I don't want to relitigate all of this because Shirtliff and Swallow both had their day in court. It actually never got to court, but the charges, charges were all dropped. Were dropped. And so do you, does, does it make sense what happened last night? Well, so... To I, you? I so, mean, you have some personal experience. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Well, I thought, okay, this is going to cost the state $1.5 million. And there are a lot of people who say, gee, given all of the... You know, they were never cleared in court. The charges were just dropped. And is this really a good use of taxpayer money? And I thought back to my own experience because I actually sued the state two years ago. You're kidding. No, well, uh, in a political context. Okay. I, I, um, so I, a little more than two years ago, I got a call from Richard Davis. And Richard Davis is the former chair of the Democratic Party in Utah County. And I was a very prominent, disaffected Republican. I had just been all over the... T my, my father had passed, just passed away. And right before he passed away, my father um, turned to us in the hospital. He had suffered a stroke. And he turned to us in the hospital, George Washington University Hospital in Washington, D.C., and he said, are there any Muslims in this hospital? And it was such a bizarre question. Mm -hmm. And I thought, is there something... Is, he, is, is this a mental problem? Or? Right. And I said, I'm sure there are, Dad. And he said, well... I want to go up to every single one of them and apologize on behalf of the Republican Party for Donald Trump. And he spent the la his last days so frustrated with where his party had gone. And, and when Donald Trump got the nomination, I very publicly left the Republican Party and became an independent. And Richard Davis contacted me and said, we're looking at setting up a new party. And it would be a centrist party. You're a former Republican. I'm a former Democrat. And okay, great. And so I I thought this isn't going anywhere. But then Jason Chaffetz dropped out, dropped out of Congress, uh, just as we were gathering the signatures to create this new party. We turned in the signatures the day before candidates had to file for office to get on the ballot. And I went in to file for office to get on the ballot. And they said, you don't have a party. You can't file for office. Forget it. We said, well, we turned in our signatures yesterday. No, that's not enough. And it was really bizarre. I walk in to the lieutenant governor's office, and there was this phalanx of cameras staring me down, and all the election office officials have there with their arms folded, and they're angry. Intimidating. And I, intimidating. And I said, can I, can I have the, you know, the papers to file for office? They wouldn't give them to me. And I said, well, wouldn't you give them if I were a Republican or a Democrat? What if, and, and finally they gave them to me. And I'm filling it out, and they got to a part where it said they had to read me a section. And I said, could somebody read me this section? No. 
Oh, you're kidding. And I said, and we're not playing your games, Jim. <laughs> it, was, it was just bizarre. But how do you sue the state? I mean, how well, did you pull so, that off? So we went to, uh, and we sued the state to get on the ballot. And and it became very clear, it, we did it in federal court, it became very clear that the, the, the judge said, made it clear. He says, look, there's no compelling reason to keep Jim Bennett off the ballot. You, you're going to have to come up with a compelling reason. And they didn't. They proceeded forward, and we went through with the whole lawsuit, and it ended up costing the state I, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know what the final amount was. And all was. they had to let you do was get on the ballot. Was to get on the ballot. But so as I look at the shirtlift issue, it's like how much would it cost the state if, Mark, if not shirtlift, but if John Swallow were to sue the state and win? I think it would probably be more than $1.5 million. Absolutely. And so so you look at this, people who are frustrated by this, and to some degree I'm frustrated by this because I don't think there has been a definitive outcome for the allegations made against both Swallow and Shirtley. I agree, because they're just dropped. It was just dropped, dropped? And, and, and they didn't have their day in court. And so to pay out $1.5 million on that is a bit frustrating. But at the same time, looking at what it cost the state when the state was was adamant about denying me a spot on the ballot, what that cost the state. Uh, the state probably is making a good call here to say, look, let's just pay out pay out what we have to and go on from there. But anyway, um, we, we're going to talk about some more, I think, exciting things when we get back from our break. This is Jim Bennett. We're here on Inside Sources, and we'll talk to you in just a few minutes.